What's going on, everybody? Thanks for joining us for another week of the Prepare for Impact podcast. I am your host, Connor Bland, and this week we are going to be continuing into part two of our conversation on discipleship. And we hope that you guys enjoy, and we will see you on Monday for another episode of The Sip. There legitimately are people who, I mean, beyond just being a spiritual gift, is just like it just naturally comes with having day-to-day or week-to-week conversation with somebody that you just naturally disciple them and you tell them about you know there's I, I, just a small example for me one more time was that a that a friend of mine from high school I was talking with another friend who the four of us would hang out all of us knew that each other were Christians but apparently one of the guys in our group never understood really like the gospel story like he had never really been taught it well and we didn't realize that until like a month ago, he was talking about how the three of them, I wasn't, I wasn't there, but the three of them had gotten together and just, he had said that and he was like, oh wow. And they, they spent time just like, let's just have a conversation about it. Like it's not an intentional discipleship thing. It was just, he said that it just like flowed into this conversation of like, well, we knew you were a Christian, but like, what, what does that look like? Like, and and he was, uh, I don't know. So it's just really interesting how some people, it can just be a, it can be very intentional, but it can also be super lax or totally unintended, which is probably a lot more rare than we think. Unintended discipleship, I think, is still just as valuable, just as important. So. And I think we need to be aware of if discipleship is as simple as someone else is looking at you and deciding to do things the way you do them, especially mm-hmm. as parents. I'm, yeah. I'm very aware when I say something like, oh, shucks, and then my daughter, who is two, says, Oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. And she's walking around the house saying that. I'm just like, uh, did I want to teach her to say that? I didn't mean to teach her to say that, but Mm. she's watching me and learning how to live life based on how I live life in front Mm. of her. So that's a, that's just like all the time discipleship that I'm not intending to do necessarily, but perhaps I should have more intentionality Mm. with how I live life in front of my daughter so that that discipleship is actually a good relationship. Yeah. And I think a gift of being a discipler is, like, always having that accountability. So, like, like I said, I've worked with youth since I was 18. So, like, my whole adult life, I've always been aware that there's someone watching. Like, I can't, like, social media, they're all on there. They all follow me, whatever. Like, if they see me day to day, like, you always have this awareness of, like, do I want those people that I love to turn out... (laughs) like me <laughs> like sure if if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and so like it can be a blessing too to know like hey like I'm accountable because I know a lot of people in my own life who don't have any of that awareness of like there's someone always looking at me so they don't ha- they don't try to act more like Jesus not mm. that you need to act like Jesus but the more you act like Jesus the more you're being who you were created to be yeah. which is really the freedom in the end yeah. of who we're supposed to be. So, Well, I think that's the beauty of the process of moving from being a discipler to a mentor mm-hmm. or a mentee mm-hmm. from a disciple. Because if, if, if I want to disciple other people, I myself want to be a disciple of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that I am trying to live my life in a way that I am learning from him how to live life in all the little ways so that when 
other people are looking at my life. Like the, the group of college guys that I meet with every week, when they look at my life, are they seeing that I am intentionally trying to be a disciple of Jesus? Mm. And then so if they if they are my disciples, can we move to the point of where I am discipling them to be disciples of Jesus? And mm. so now we're all disciples of Jesus together. And I can mentor them as we walk through that journey together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we are all pointing to the same person that we're trying to be like. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely. Give a Well, I was just going to say, I, I, I would say I don't know, other than being coached along by Don Parrott, who was before me, uh, in the same way that I kind of helped us, you know, you become a mobilizer, he did for me. So I would say I've had that experience. But as I look back at my life, I would say I have never really been intentionally discipled by anyone. Mm. And I'm wondering if that, how you guys think about that. Can you still turn out okay? Or, I mean, obviously. I, yeah, well, yeah, I think I am. I think I'm great. okay. But, but yeah. I've, because I you've had like, coaches and mentors. Yeah, as well. I've had, I've certainly had mentored. I, I've, like I mentioned earlier, if that gets on the, on the podcast, uh-huh. um, you know, that I've had coaches who have really invested in me um, as a person. But, I don't know that they would have called that discipleship. It was more focused around either a sport or, um, you know, the the ways that they interacted with me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like someone said, hey, I see something in Jeff, or I, I want to help Jeff become more like Christ. Mm. Uh, other than my parents, I think they they wanted that to be true of me. But I think as parents, a lot of times... We don't know how to do that best. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we're in the forest, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, we don't we don't always see the best way out. Or yeah, but um, yeah. So I I guess as I listen to you guys and the people who invested in you, I'm a little jealous because not that I didn't have people investing in me, but mm-hmm. not, it didn't seem like it was in that intentional mm-hmm. way. Like I want to make more. I want to make Jeff more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, for me, I approached that person. So it wasn't necessarily somebody was like, I see in Lydia these things and I'm going to make her whatever. The, uh, no. Yeah. But it was, and also really ultimately our true discipler is Jesus. Because like it, at the end of the day, yeah, these people were in place, but you still are a disciple of Jesus because Jesus discipled you. Even mm. though it's not as face-to-face as maybe what we've experienced, but it's still in the end, at the end of the day, you're a disciple of Jesus. I would also wonder, Jeff, who were people that you looked up to that you decided, I want to be like them? Yeah. Because I think we, I think sometimes disciplers choose disciples, but I think sometimes people choose to be discipled Mm -hmm. because there's someone that they see that they decide... I want to be like them. And if you start to observe someone in that context, sorry about that. If you start to observe someone in that context with that kind of intentionality of, I want to be like them, you start to pick up mannerisms or uh, ways of speech or um, phrases or um, the way people pray or the way people act around others. You start to model yourself after that person. And Mm. I think that's, that's choosing to be discipled by someone, to make mm. yourself a disciple. And one, right. and one thing that I would say, too, from the older older people that I know, sorry, 
Uh, <laughs> That's old, true. There, That's true. there aren't a whole lot of it, it, people that I've had conversation with um, about this. I feel like they fall sort of in that same category. Whereas for like the millennial generation, I would say that it's kind of 50-50 where there's mm -hmm. the 50% of the millennials that sought that out. Like I too sought that out eventually from my youth pastor, Lydia from hers. Like, do, would you say that you sought that out as well? I mean, like you took the action to go and be kind of taken under the wing of Jeff. Like you. Well, in that case, Jeff just kind of, that's just how it worked. Sure. Yeah. You know? but, but, but there have been other times. Yeah. Like you, you could have. You still had to make that choice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I think that, and, and I, I mean, the more people I talk to, I really feel like that's, that's kind of the, the two, the two ways of like a millennial that won't, that won't pursue that. And either they become discipled or they don't, um, whether they know it or not. And then there's the, the ones that pursue that. And I think that that was kind of the, the, the common occurrence that I saw, at least in my church, where there was probably a handful of young men um, and young women who were discipled by other other leaders in the youth group, but that that asked to be, just asked to have that relationship. So, not to say that you need to ask for that, but if you feel like I would really like somebody to do that, you know, to reach out. I want to encourage anybody who's listening too. Like, if you really feel during this conversation that we're having, like, I would love to have a relationship like that. Think about somebody in your life and just go ask them, because I really think that. Anybody who you see as a as somebody who could disciple you, I have a really hard time believing that any of them would say no to discipling you. Unless it's a time thing, which pastors at churches, there's obviously bigger churches is hard to get time with. But definitely find somebody around you who you could say, I think that they could give me the discipleship that I need to be more like Christ. I also think the discipleship topic has been trending mm -hmm. lately and mm -hmm. definitely more in our generation than than in Jeff's generation and mm -hmm. I think part of that does come from people your age Jeff realizing that that's something that needs to happen that maybe they didn't get mm -hmm. yeah. yeah I mean like I said I had people that invested in me mm -hmm. but I as you know as you're talking I was thinking well who who did I I mean I looked up to a lot of people but not in that way, not where I would say, man, I really want to be like that. Mm. I guess I just felt like in, you know, in music, I thought, well, if I get a chance to direct music, I want to direct like Dick had, you know, or, you know, so there were some things like that, but in my spiritual walk, yeah, I would just say, I didn't really have that kind of a person mm. that I would say, man, they follow Jesus so closely. I want to, I want to be like them. Mm. There really wasn't anybody like that. Yeah. So I guess my discipleship was I was sort of self-directed, maybe. That sounds very prideful. No, um, I think it but, makes sense. But that, you know, I mean, whether it's by my own study of the Word and, mm -hmm. and, and just my relationship with Jesus, trying to understand, walking with Him better, um, you well, know. That's, yeah. You chose to make yourself a disciple of Christ. Yeah, well, and also, like, I mean, you guys can tell me if you don't agree with this, but like, I think Paul was also a self made disciple in this fact, like, yeah, Jesus changed his life, mm -hmm. changed everything, but he, he forged his own path in what he was doing. He yeah. didn't wait. He didn't have that traditional Jewish, sorry. He didn't have that traditional Jewish upbringing. Like a lot of the other ones did. And he did in the Pharisee 
path that he was on. But he didn't once he came to Christ. He was... Well, he he really did forge his own path. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. an apostle of Christ in the sense of having direct relationship Physically with Jesus done, yeah. bef- before more resurrection. Of a, an apostle versus a disciple, if yeah. in the context that we're talking yeah, in, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He didn't get any face to face time. No, except with Jesus. his one conversion. <laughs> Where he was right. blinded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was face to face, but he yeah. couldn't see it. <laughs> Lord, I don't need that. <laughs> if I'm without that. But yeah. yeah, but I think I think that's a really good point to bring up because his. He was he was brought up in the scholarly section of, of the Pharisaical Jewish society, mm-hmm. and Jesus' other disciples were not. Mm-hmm. They were just discipled by Jesus directly. But Paul figured out through his own training how to apply his training to pursue being a disciple of yeah. Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of leaders in the Bible, too, who are like yeah. that, who didn't necessarily have... Well, there wasn't anyone. Yeah. You know, who was Paul going to look up to? Right. Yeah. There wasn't anybody. Besides Jesus. Right. And that's who yeah. he looked up to. And yeah. that's the path that... And that's okay, too. Yeah. yeah. There's some people who that's, you know, and I, I really think that those are the people who are, I mean, just in, in the obvious that you're in the director role that you are as the leader that you are, that maybe it's those kinds of people who have more of that leadership ability that are able to kind of take that into their own hands and use Jesus as the disciple. Not that that's the only example, but I think that when I'm hearing this, that's the first thought that I get is just that maybe as so much of a leader yourself, even though you were poured into a lot, you were invested to a lot that I think that that even more so, and maybe not more so, but speaks volumes for the discipleship that you received, whether that's from you getting into the word, reading about it. I mean, I, I know from talking with Jeff that he's got a lot of biblical knowledge from different verses and stuff. Whereas there's people like me where I don't read the Bible as much as I should, but I remember when people talk to me about different verses and I'm like, Oh, okay. So I can use that when I'm having this conversation next time. So I think that, that, that definitely speaks a lot of volumes for, for your, your own personal discipleship. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this uh, episode of the Prepare for Impact podcast. We are so thankful for all of all of you who are listening. We yep. want to, yeah, yeah. If you haven't listened to the last season, please check it out. You can get to that at our website, which is prepareforimpact.life. And you can also go to our Facebook page, which is Prepare for Impact. And then we have an Instagram, which is prepare.for.impact. Yes. Lydia is the one who runs the Instagram, so I let her use that one. Could I could I yeah. say one more thing? Sure. Because I was just going to plug the blog post, too. We, yeah. Because I know Josh mentioned um, something about, you know, with, uh, with Eliana and, you know, I mean, just like kids picking stuff up. One of our posts is about uh, who, I, get, I think the title is, Who Are You Leading?, Okay. And but that's exactly what it talks about. That mm-hmm. as we live each day, we are actually leading people. We're yeah. you know, people are following us, people are looking at us, people are getting their clues of what they should do and what they should say and how they should act mm-hmm. by watching us, which yeah. is a little scary. Yeah. But that should push us, just like Josh mentioned, toward being more like Jesus ourselves. Yeah. And so I just want to put put a thing in there too for the blog that sometimes we touch on stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. And and just uh, as we mentioned at the top of the podcast as well, this season's going to be focused on discipleship. So we really encourage you guys, if you liked 
what we were talking about today, leave a comment below. Um, we're going to be talking about some other topics here in the future weeks. We're still sort of sorting through what, uh, what we're going to be talking about. But uh, if you do have any um, suggestions, you have something, a question, questions. yeah, a question about discipleship, like please shoot it over to us and you can do that on any one of our social media accounts, the blog, and you can email us at ocimobilization.org. No, mobilization at oci.org. That's the one. I am so sorry. Mobilization at oci.org. So again, thank you so much for listening, guys, and we will see you next week.